Welcome back to our living room and the Life of Garrity podcast. This week, we're talking about why self-care September sucks and what we're doing instead. First of all, I just woke up from a nap and I know that I'm not my best self when I first wake up from a nap and when my mom listens to this episode, she'll be like, yep, some things never change. I've been like this forever. This is the disclaimer part of the show where we tell you about things that were not perfect. About why this episode is going to be messy because I was planning to do the the script for this episode and decided to take a nap instead. Yeah, we've been having a rough day. So it's gonna it's gonna be a messy episode, but we're gonna wing it. And the other thing is we have not recorded in a month. Yeah. So the episode you heard last week, we recorded a month ago because I was going on a long trip to Colorado mm-hmm. and you were going to be gone for yeah. that and you started business school. So we planned way in advance. Yeah, we didn't really have any time to record. Yeah. For all those folks out there wondering about podcasting, the recording part's actually the easy part. We can record a couple episodes in quick succession of each other just by having a conversation, but it's the it's the editing portion that takes forever and then of course Lori as the executive producer putting together all the content and the talking points. This stuff takes quite, quite a bit. So Yeah, the editing so, is a lot. So yeah, so bear with us. Yeah. It might take a little uh a few minutes to ease into it. It's like riding a bike, you know. Shake off the cobwebs. Right? Yeah. I have a lot of cobwebs coming into this. So our first segment, what is filling up your cup this week? What's filling up your cup? So the one thing filling up my cup is my new rug. So we've been going back and forth about the home office situation. And I've been using this West Elm chair that's like sitting on concrete. And I ordered a really nice chair. It's a chair. Really cute chair though. Yeah, exactly. And I ordered a really nice chair, a real chair from Herman Miller. Any of you folks know that? Don't be bougie. I'm not being bougie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, I do agree in the idea that, you know, we vote with our dollars. I like the company. I think that it's going to be an item, although it's expensive, that's going to be around for a long time. For example, my office. I've been working there for six eight years. years total at the firm and then six years at this office in particular. I've been using the same chair and it has not wavered. And guess what? It's a Herman Miller. No surprise. So point is, I've been rolling around over there on the wood and I just, I needed something. So Lori did her homework, found this awesome, cool, eco-friendly company called Hook and Loom, ordered a couple of these things. And now I got this nice cushy rug underneath my desk that kind of warms it up a little bit, you know, because you spend so much time there. So and they're machine washable. There you go. So that's filling my cup. What's filling your cup? This week I took a lot of baths. <laughs> a lot of Epsom salt baths. <laughs> it just felt like really what I needed. In the winter, I take a bath almost every day, but I really haven't. I mean, it's so hot and I just haven't been in the mood. But this week, I was in the mood and I took a lot of baths. It felt great. You know, great. after this session, Alexa is going to be like, um, Hi, Lori, 
I noticed that you used all your Epsom salts based upon your order history. Should we order some more for you? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Actually, I have those on auto order now. I'll link them in the show notes. It's We buy a 19-pound <laughs> bag. Literally. It's great. Yeah. I almost feel bad for the delivery guy, but then I then I end up ordering like dumbbells and oh, things like that. Those huge and dumbbells you got. So quick digression. I ordered a series of different sets of dumbbells to do at-home workouts. And the heaviest set I ordered was 75 pounds. So they're each 75 pound dumbbells and the box showed up and it was like, it was like it had been run through the washing machine Oh man, it was or so a dryer or something. The box was completely destroyed mm-hmm. and I felt so bad for the delivery guy because he knew he must've known what was in there. And the funny part is because they're so big, you know, they come out of the box brand spanking new because there's no, you're not going to do anything to, to ding these things up. So, uh, so yeah, so we got that going for us. And this week we're introducing a brand new segment because Ryan just started a business school. So each week he's going to school us on a new lesson of the week. So Ryan, why don't you give us our lesson? School us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get into it. So my thought is I'll present very high level concepts or just thoughts that come up throughout the week. We did a lot of critical thinking last week and we did a lot of, uh, we had a lot of discussions about understanding organizations. And my tidbit of the week is the person with the most formal power in an organization is often not the most influential person in that organization. What do I mean by that? Everybody thinks when you think about a leader, who has the most sway in an organization and your knee jerk reaction, at least mine was before I sat through this lecture was, well, that's gotta be the CEO or the president. He runs the show. Everybody answers to him. And the only person he answers to is probably the executive chairman, but that's really just a admin role. And we got into it and we realized that that's not the case because typically what ends up happening is, is that person is actually not the most connected in terms of information flow within the firm. So what we learn is that the folks that actually serve as connectors in, with interpersonal relationships with different people at the firm, different divisions of the firm, actually control the flow of information. And if you can serve as a connector and control the flow of information, then you have a resource. And in, in having that resource, you become more influential, right? And that's, and that's the intuition behind the concept. So if you're thinking about how socially savvy you are at work, think about how much time you spend networking with other people at your company in the different divisions, different levels, the, the levels below you, the levels above you and how many different conversations you might have with those folks throughout the day or throughout the week. And then start thinking about the people in your firm that you feel has the, has those conversations all the time. I'm sure everybody can kind of think of somebody that you're like, yeah, you know what that guy or that girl is kind of like the social butterfly. They're all over the place. They're always, you're telling them a story and they're always telling you, you know, something about another conversation they have with somebody else. And you're kind of thinking, how did they know that many people? So start thinking about the fact that perhaps they're the most influential person in the company. That is very high level. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so 
what is the quick takeaway? Is it to not yeah, so silo yourself? If you want a practical piece of advice, if you want to become more influential, continue to network within your firm across different divisions, different business lines, different levels within your firm. Don't discount the people below you because they work for other folks that are perhaps on your level or above you. So they may have information. And the idea here is not to get information out of them because you're using it as a commodity. That's kind of a byproduct, but it's more so to just create more connections. A big takeaway here is actually when you think about networking, the more diverse your network is, and diverse meaning everything from uh, folks in different socioeconomic backgrounds to different uh, religious backgrounds, social, uh, so on and so forth, the more powerful it, it is. It's often not the folks closest to you that will end up being the most influential in your network. It's actually the folks where you have kind of a, uh, an a, a arm's length relationship with. And so the more diverse your network is, the more powerful it is. And so my advice is simply that just just talk to folks, right? And just make connections. You may not know that you that you need it now, but it may come up later. Somebody in a different division, somebody above you, somebody below you. You just never know. What was the thing we were talking about the other day about? The relationship bank? Yeah. I guess we'll talk about that another week. So what they were saying was, Treat networking like a relationship bank. You make deposits, mm -hmm. right? It's like a bank. Take your money, make a deposit. You don't know down the road what you may need to use that money for. Right. And so you think about relationships, it's a long-term game. You make deposits at the relationship bank. And then over time, maintain those relationships just by staying in front of people. And you'd be surprised how many times something might come up where somebody that's not in your inner circle can actually help you and in doing so ends up being more important in your network than those people that are, that are closest to you. Interesting. Yeah. It's a long-term view and it's, it's just based upon the concept of reciprocity. I really like that. Okay, so last year during self-care September, I shared some of my beef. Question. Okay. What is self-care September? It's this weird thing on Instagram where everyone's like, it's September. We can now focus on self-care. Right. And Because they we wanna... just spent the whole summer not taking care of ourselves. Is, is that right. kind of the inference? I guess. So let's go into what my beef is with it so because what, yeah. last summer I shared on Instagram that I have, it just, it's never really sat well with me. And I of course was hoping to be a little bit more organized with this conversation today, but we're just going to roll with it and let it be messy. So I think some of it came from when I was dealing with, when I was approaching a situation where I realized that no matter how hard I was self-caring, I still had to seek help from Western medicine and it did not in fact heal my autoimmune disease and I didn't get the outcome that I was striving for and then I was like really, really working 
so hard for. I didn't get that outcome. So I got this really bad taste in my mouth when people are like, you can heal your body and do all the self-care because I, that wasn't my experience. And in fact, I got sicker. And I think for me, there's a few things where, and there's also this wonderful trend on, on, in the world about that healing is nonlinear. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. I know that because I've lived that. I live that day to day. Every single day is Russian roulette. I have no idea what, what each day is going to bring. But it's this really like fun, kitschy thing that people say. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But follow that up with when someone has a setback it's not their fault. And there's this whole like so, the self-care world that makes you feel like if you do in fact have a setback and it doesn't have to be with an autoimmune disease, it can be with, uh, you know, maybe you have some kind of health goal and, and you have a setback with that. There's this idea that it's your fault and that you did something wrong and that you aren't, you, you know, that you're just not doing it right. And I think that's the vibe that self-care September brings for me. And so yeah. it just brings up some weird feelings where I I feel like it could be about, first of all, we don't need to just care for ourselves during the month of September, but I want to have a discussion about the mindset around it and shift it from that you're that you're inherently wrong and instead look at, what you already have and what you're already doing and make it about seeking joy right? rather than about what you're doing wrong. Right. I think, you know, my experience with self-care September is it's just that because the, the inference is that you have to do something different this month because you weren't doing what you should have been doing for the rest of the <laughs> yeah. year. So it's like, wait a second. So just because I wasn't actually taking care of myself. Now I got to actually like get into that vibe and take care of myself. I think, (laughs) I think that's the other side of that coin. Right. And it just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, I understand it. First of the year is a good example. Everybody wants to like lose that 10 pounds and get back to, you know, um, their normal routine and, and, and be healthier. Right. But Uh you know, there is this underlying assumption that, um, you haven't been, living your truth with regard to self-care during all the times outside of self-care September. Right. And so like, I understand that there's, there's a concept that like folks maybe would use it as a kickstart to get there if they don't do that already habit wise. But like for us, we're already doing this all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think Laura is right. It's, it's not about throwing shade on the people that want to do a self-care September. It's kind of the ideology behind it. It's more so it's not a, binary, you're wrong, I'm right situation. I should say zero sum game. It's more of a um, trying to encourage folks to live their truth with regard to self-care. Every day of the year. Every day of the year, exactly. And there's also this vibe that there's one piece that you're missing. And if you just have that one piece, then it's going to change your life. Now, this is coming from someone who just a couple of hours ago bought some gua sha facial tools 
which I know you don't know what that is yet, but you sure will when they come in the mail. I guess I will. And you must have bought them secretly because whenever you buy something, I get the I get the email oh. from Amex that says, "Hey, <laughs> your card was charged." <laughs> And also coming from someone who will be receiving a delivery on Wednesday of a. Oh, right. Red, what is it called? A red light therapy sauna blanket. Oh, yeah. I mean, because why not? But here's the thing. The mindset behind it is not that either one of these things are going to be the one missing puzzle piece that's going to let me, that's going to enable me to get off of Intivio. Right. Unlock the. The, uh, it's like the key the to the kingdom, right? Yeah. Like the, I, I know that neither of these things are going to change my life in any way, shape or form. I got them because they seem fun and because I want to use that, you know, like that's the, that's the piece that I feel like I want to just, I want to talk about going into September where people are going to be bombarded by all of these self-care things that they're not doing. It's it's literally giving people a to-do list of here's what now you need to start doing. And rather look at it from an angle of like, oh, that looks fun. Maybe I could try that. So yeah. there, yeah. So, you know, there's the mindset of, that you need that one more thing. And what if I've learned anything about self-care? And I do this all the time where I'm like, maybe I should start doing acupuncture again. Like I will literally all of a sudden, when left unattended, next thing you know, I'm like Googling something about, you know, that one more thing that I've been thinking about trying. And it's like, and sometimes I just have to stop myself and I have to make sure that before I hit buy now, I need to have a moment with myself and be like, wait a minute, are you doing this because you think it's going to change your life? Or are you doing this because it sounds fun and you want to try it? And I really have to get real about that. So as you're going into self-care September, know that none of these one things is going to change your life. And because also I had that thought that like when I did acupuncture, I was like, oh yeah, totally. This is going to be the one thing that's going to change my life or is going to help us get pregnant or whatever it was. No, that's not, that it's never the answer, right? The one more thing is never the answer. So the other thing I want to mention about this too is something that I try to do regularly because I really, and, and you may not relate to this at all whatsoever, or you may relate to it a lot. And I like when I think back to my first memory of doing this a long time, probably a decade ago, when I first started dabbling with safer skincare, I got this like really fancy uh, facial oil, and it was like this rose. I think it was rosehip extract or something like that. I was so like precious about it, and I had this scarcity mindset about about it that I it ended up going bad. Mm. And I still, to this day, I have to check myself because I will get all of these fancy things. I'll get that, that one, that next thing. And then I won't ever use it because I just like cherish it. And if you saw my bathroom, you would be like, whoa, how many body oils do you have? And mm-hmm. how many body scrubs and face masks? And like, I love this stuff. But part of it too is like, use the thing. 
light the fancy candle, use the fancy face mask, use the, you know, like use the things. So one of my takeaways for you today would be- They're meant to be used. Yeah. So one of my, one of my takeaways for you is to, to do an audit, go through rather than be like, oh, self-care September, let me go get all these fancy new things. Go through your house and be like, oh, here's, or go through your bathroom or go through your pantry and say like, oh, here's that really fun, fancy tea that I got that one time. I'm going to drink it, you know, or here's that fancy candle that's from a B Corp. I'm going to light the candle instead of waiting for a special occasion. Just use that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think from my perspective with self-care September and for all the guys out there, it's not about changing everything you're doing all at once. I think people think about it from that perspective. It's a little overwhelming. It's more creating mindset that Lori talked about where you're more self-aware of the decisions you're making right and creating an intention behind it and what you know think about what you're trying to accomplish with self-care september right so it doesn't need to be an evil thing but like like she said you can't go into it thinking that like oh all of a sudden we're just gonna completely change our lifestyle we're gonna adopt all these different habits i'm gonna take all the boxes and then we're gonna be the best version of ourselves that we can ever be within a four week period. Yeah. I've tried it. Didn't work. Yeah, exactly. And it's way overwhelming when you think about where do I even get started? So my advice there is to just kind of pick one or two things. Uh, For me, it would be diet and exercise. And I would think about what my habits and routines look like around those and just start to create a sense of awareness. And perhaps if you do so, some of those things, you know, you start to feel a bit better or maybe you lose the brain fog or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Uh, there will be additional byproducts of that benefits. And then perhaps you, you know, when uh, you carry on into the end of the year or October, October, November, December, you adopt some of those things and not all of them are all at once. It takes time, right? Yeah, absolutely. It takes time. And I like what you said. You're you're not going to all of a sudden change everything. That's not sustainable. Right. Just because some Instagram model told you that self-care September. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I got to change everything about myself. It's kind of like the scene from the office at the very, the end in uh, season seven, when Michael's saying goodbye to everybody and he goes up to Kevin and he says, Kevin, you don't have to look at pizza anymore. Like a wild animal. And Kevin's like, but Michael, I kind of like who I am already, you know, already. and he, and he's like, don't ever settle. Right. And he looks at him. He's like, uh, okay. So what we're telling you is to settle for exactly who you are right now, yeah. because it is more than enough. You are more than enough. You have everything you need. You don't need anything else to take care of yourself. And right. if you're a hoarder like me, go through, audit your house and or audit all of the research. It, like I like to hoard resources. Like I will buy every program and every, you know, punch pass to every yoga. So whatever. let's take it a step further. Okay. Audit, right? Yeah. What other practical thing can they do with that audit? My thought is maybe make a note in your phone or make a quick list of things that you really like. Yes. Right? Yeah. You know, and the things that are kind of on the edge, like Lori gets me a lot of things to try out and I'm very quick to try them and be like, no, I don't like that. (laughs) 
and it won't show up in my bathroom again. But then I know when he likes it because then three months down the road, he asks for it again. He's like, hey, can you order me one of those green scrubs or whatever? And so when you're doing your audit, you know, I guess the takeaway is what do you do with the information? right? Right. Identify the things you really like. Save that stuff. And the other stuff, make a mental note of what it was. And next time you see an ad for something or an influencer on Instagram telling you to buy it, think twice about it. Like, wait a second. Is it kind of like that other thing I got? Or I I tried this before, you know? Right. Ugh, I'm so bad about that. But again, also with that audit, you can be like, oh, I have seven safer deodorants here, which true story, this happened to me a year ago. I was going through my cabinets and was like, oh, I have seven deodorants. Right. And I'll just kind of like, cycle through all of them use them here and there and you know and then you end up with this giant basket of deodorants that doesn't make any sense so i'm always trying to take stock of what i have and then be like no sister you need to go through all seven deodorants before you buy another one right exactly and you may find that you have so many things that you don't need to actually go and get anything for a while right i did this with our tea drawer two weeks ago and Man, I had so many teas in there, but also it was, again, it was that situation where I was really precious about this one fancy tea that I love, but I never drank it. And I looked at the expiration date. It expired two years ago. Yeah. So I went through and was like, all right, toss everything that's expired, start fresh and drink the dang tea. Even if, you know, you're not even in the mood, just do it because it's fun. And mm-hmm. why not? It's actually a great conversation to to precede the next episode about voting with your dollars. Oh, it's going to be a great conversation. Yeah. Okay, so instead, we're going to call this Seek Joy September. Seek Joy September. Yeah. And joy can be a lot of different things. It could be anything. It could be drinking out of your favorite mug. My friend Gabe got me this mug that has a bunch of boobs on it. And it says you're perfect on one side and it's my favorite mug. And every time I drink out of it, I'm like, yes. And it's like the mug is really sturdy and it feels great in your hand. And it's just, it's beautiful. So it could be as simple as just picking your favorite mug, wearing your favorite shirt, wearing your favorite leggings, which I do every single day. Right. Right. And it puts a new spin on self-care September and that you're taking care of yourself psychologically. Absolutely. To tie a bow on this, light the fancy candle, drink the fancy tea, do your face mask, take a bath, and know that you have everything you need right now to take care of yourself. You, you're absolutely doing it right. You are enough. You don't need to add anything else to your to-do list. And go forth and live your best. Onward and upward. liked this podcast please rate and review and if you screenshot it and email it to us with your mailing address we will send you a fun gift from one of our favorite companies for sigmatic all of this information is in the show notes